1: Welcome to Critical Hit Major Spoilers Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So glad you could join us this week to see what's going on with the continuing adventures in the Celestial Crusade: The Four Against the Void. Now, before we get started this week, Rodrigo, mm-hmm. a lot of craziness, yes, going on yeah. over at the MajorSpoilers.com website. What has happened to the timeline?
2: Right. Brian. <laughs> yes, Brian, uh, <laughs> Randis happened to the timeline. Yes. Uh, okay, Let, so let's explain what that is. This is this is uh primarily stable for Gargoyle um, style time loop. <laughs> yes. This is primarily for uh Randus, who um needs to sort of understand what happened cuz he was the only one who was kind of at the, at the center of it, but we'll <laughs> we'll all follow along here. So, we're going to talk about um Fluid time versus solid time. Yay, quantum mechanics. <laughs> Not quite. Um, is this is like, this like Power rangers. rangers
3: Time Force? Can Rob turn off his brain for a few minutes? I'm um, sure. You're <laughs> excused.
4: Yay.
2: Um, <laughs> is Rob <hate> time travel. <laughs> so no, this is perfectly simple. Shut up. <laughs> so here's how it works. Um, with uh, solid time, works more or less as we understand as. as people as we understand time to work that is um if i like when an hour passes for me there i am (laughs) do i need to start this over no no no. okay sticky widgets all right thanks (laughs) um when an hour passes for me an hour also passes for brian rob uh, for all you guys at home one hour passes actually not me because i'm in a different time zone right um That is actually how fluid time works. Um, When you are not in the same room as anybody else, time flows differently for you. Your perception of time is actually a lot closer to how time is actually flowing. Oh, I think I get it. So, like, when Orm doesn't attack, it happens really quick. When Torque
1: doesn't attack, it seems like it takes 15 minutes. (laughs) Is that what you're talking (laughs)
2: Yeah, we'll see how long it takes when Torque goes to bed. All right, all right. But yes, sort of. <laughs> if <laughs> if Oram and Torque are not in the same place, then time does move differently for them. Um, so, uh, to use the example of what actually happened, um, or, or rather, here we'll 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 do this uh, maybe slightly simpler example. Let's say that we record critical hit. Right. And then I'm like, hmm hungry. So I go to the convenience store at 4 a.m. or whenever we're done recording. Mm-hmm. And I get a uh, biscuit. Yeah? And uh, <laughs> Is there a nugget in that biscuit? <laughs> uh, there might be. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. No. <coughs> um, How to make a and while place. I'm there, I run into Rob. We have a, a, a kind of weird conversation and slightly confusing. And then I go home.
5: <coughs> For
2: Rob... After Critical Hit, he goes home, goes to sleep, wakes up the next day, goes to work. After work, when he finally gets out, decides that he's hungry, goes to the convenience store and runs into me. I'm buying a biscuit. We have a confusing conversation, and he goes home. Now, that interaction is still there. It still happened. We both remember it. It's just that time was flowing differently for Rob. Like, way more time passed for Rob than it did for me. Right. So, basically, that's what was happening. At some point... You know, uh, Kett's idea of getting people in different ships with this fluid time actually worked. Probably Seven hours, and Torque got on a different ship with these other two people and went to get the chronometer mm-hmm. when Randa showed up. This all happened um, because everybody's timeline was sort of stretching around to compensate. Right. That is basically what happened. There was no alternate dimensions. The chronometer that you have is the chronometer of this universe. Okay. Um... Nobody has goatees.
6: Okay. <laughs> Lies. Basically, yeah. let, let me let me boil this down for you: wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Correct. You should probably just relax. Yes. <laughs> I had a goatee to start with.
3: We knew you were an evil one for the vestiges of one,
2: anyways. All right. So, I actually so, have a goatee. everybody. You the think? Somewhere? Um, I think Fun? it's about as clear as it's going to get. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I, and and just for reference, uh, when. Do you want to go to any mechanic reasons? or
1: No, no there's, there's
2: okay. no, there's no mechanic. Okay. Or any reasons for doing
1: that or anything like that?
2: Um, it seemed awesome at the time. Okay. So I'm doing it. Okay. Um, uh, the other thing is when, uh, y- when uh, NPCs and NPCs that are familiar with ancient history and religion and things like that talk about time immemorial, you guys got a taste of what that used to be like. Like, when they talk about, you know, Corallon going on wild adventures, you know, that took centuries. He yeah, was probably doing that while Bahamut took, you know, a single day to raise his mighty palace with the power of his brain and order. Um, you know, and things like fight? that. That was all kind of happening simultaneously. And eventually the gods got tired of that because things were going really crazy and they got together in calcified time. Mm-hmm. And that's why time moves normally.
6: Basically, now. they they synchronize their stopwatches. Pretty much. But inside um, and, the and that's land. how Power Rangers Time Force takes place well, before
2: FTT, SPD. Right. So one of the side effects of that was the creation of Penelope's chronometer. Now, that's not what's keeping time together. Right. That is just a thing where, you know, when you carve out a a kayak out of wood, you're going to end up with a pile of leftovers. Leftovers. When you twist the universe, you're going to end up with some incredibly powerful magic items that just fall out the side. (laughs) Um, As far as cord, all of the uh, bubble cities that uh, retreated during uh, before, like during the War of Entities, those and, you know, just within there uh, created fluid time so that they could recuperate and people could continue to grow and move around and stuff like that okay. and we saw a weird interface of it when people that are still running on normal time mm-hmm. enter that place
1: okay uh, do we want to talk about the, the two characters that, that
6: appeared or not? no Okay.
2: <laughs> sometimes they're
6: in jokes and we move on hmm. alright
1: well then thank you so much for tuning in this week Yes. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll Thanks be back for next going. week. Mm. Uh, okay, so let's get into some adventuring. Apparently, <laughs> all the items have been collected. Yes. Everybody's <laughs> heading back to Shalai. Shalai.
2: Hi, already did. DM. Okay. So, we'll start out with Orem and Randis in one of Shalai's uh, many ports, as they are basically talking with the local clerics talk, 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 talk. about how best to transport <laughs> the uh, universe shattering <laughs> magic items that they're carrying. Let me carry it. Nothing bad could happen. Well, uh, and of course there's a there's a lot of issues. For one, carrying the Triskelion through a, an incredibly densely populated city is probably <laughs> an awful idea. So there's some logistics that are going to need to be worked out. Um, and if only I would have that
1: disappearing haversack uh, fold in upon itself. Mm. Disappearing
3: haversack. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Where
2: is the Glaw? Uh, Gla, basically, uh, when uh, they arrived, um, Glaw was like, all right, guys, let's figure out the shadow stuff. At, at which point somebody said, hey, are you a druid? and probably he probably answered yes, yes and they said are you a fishman at which point he probably answered yes at which Maybe. point he was slapped with a uh an order to report to the lagoon crystalline you know that part of Shalai that's underwater to fight some void monsters there that are wreaking <laughs> havoc because there are clearly not enough fish people that can handle that are you fishman right now yes ask me again in 5 minutes
5: yep.
2: <laughs> so Gla is running around Shalai somewhere, but he is not with the party. I prefer the story of Gla said, okay, let's figure, ooh, shiny.
6: <laughs> that may have also that, that, that's happened. Also a very detailed... <laughs> right now he's standing in the Shalai equivalent of a Best Buy watching 50,000 TVs.
3: <laughs> yeah, but the shiniest stuff around is on the ship. That's true. <laughs> these all-powerful magical items.
6: Stop rubbing them together. Whee! So, I have a question for you, Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Is it common knowledge, uh, game terms, uh, are we talking about the thing that we did when we did the thing?
2: Um, It's not any sort of super-duper secret, um, okay. but the church has made no attempt to announce that this is happening. They're trying mm-hmm. to keep the populace relaxed about the void. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, from what you guys have been able to gather, nobody right now knows that a giant war is about to happen. Now, smart people and connected people either mm. suspect or already know, but the general population is still kind of unaware. You know, thanks to your efforts before you guys left they've cut down on void monster attacks because now cool. like for the church it's common knowledge on how to deactivate the uh stones. the stones that send those guys packing awesome so the the people <clears throat> do seem a little bit more relaxed so it seems a little bit more friendly cuz they're always touching each other oh
0: how are you
1: today sir <laughs> oh good Hiya. to see you again Fine.
6: final stupid question okay
2: Flies. Does my damage bonus go up as my half level goes up? Nope. No. Nope. Damn.
4: Okay. Sadly, no. Nope.
2: That is a function of you getting powers that do more damage and eventually actually just capping over your milestones where your ad wills will also do more damage. Yeah, my yeah, mother said damage. if I capped
6: over my milestones, I'd go blind. Hmm.
2: Well, it's a good thing you don't have to do it yet then. Um. So, yes. Um. Will open up with Randus and Orem and about three clerics of Arathis um, outside, just right outside the um, (coughs) Hawksbill, as uh, everybody's kind of standing around trying to figure out how to proceed. Alrighty. And out of character, we're trying to get it back to our our facilities? Yep, back to
4: the vineyard.
5: Yeah.
1: Alrighty. Is there... You know, I'm just wondering, is there a way that we could transport this up and over the city? Uh, could we take one of the cloud chariots and, and get there faster without causing uh, problems, or... We could. Are we going to need to figure out a way? I mean, I thought Randus had created a shield for this device earlier. Didn't it, you create a a shield or something that was going to diffuse uh, mental interactions?
4: Well, I have, but it's largely stationary. Mm. It's, transportation's... Uh, you know, other than on the
2: ship itself,
5: it's a little difficult.
2: If you could determine a radius, then we might be able to take you up far enough above the city that there would be minimal interaction. Okay, we could try that. Run your the calculations, Randus. Very well. Okay. You want to give
1: me an Arcana check? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Worked out so well last time. Oh, yes, that's... Not a one, at least
2: uh, twenty. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, not an at 20. It's a nat twenty. Okay. It's an unnatural twenty. I was
6: like, "Are you no selling a 20? I will get up out of this chair and walk. <laughs> he's got the a stage. plus seventeen. No, uh, <laughs> yes,
2: I rolled a three. Right.
6: <laughs> oh well, all right then. It's it's the good thing about <laughs> things,
2: It's it's the good thing about the things that you focus on. It actually makes it very difficult to fail. Brian finds a way. Yeah, hey, me. Yep. So, yeah. uh, You, uh, you know, from the interactions that you've had, you've been able to work a, uh, basically, the, um, what I want to say, like the integral of of neural interaction of the Triskelion. Interesting. You know, when you're far enough away, all you really do is uh, create minty sensations or, you know, Pillows, (laughs) Pillows, <laughs> but when you get close enough to it, then problems start happening. <laughs> and Then you have giant angels and demons <laughs> ripping up the earth. Yep, <laughs> that was awesome. Though. Oh, alrighty then. Why did Glau never get a play with the triskelion? <laughs> yes, why indeed? Because <laughs> we right. at least have half a brain amongst us. <laughs> so you, uh, you work out. Yes. How far up you have Next to be? Distance. Yeah. Okay. The guy that. looks at it. Well, this is definitely higher than it's safe, but we can probably get somebody here, uh, somebody from the military that can probably drive a cloud that far up. It'll it'll take a little bit of time though. Mm. Okay. okay. Is there no. any
1: faster way, Randus? Mm.
2: Let's see. Uh... All of the anything that would be faster? Would involve going through the city. We do have the silver channels. Uh, you can we could take a gondola, but that would that would that would, pl- that would p- drive us it straight into the city. Yes.
1: Would I be able to use my uh, linked portal ritual to take us right from the dock to the temple?
2: Uh, if you are going to go all the way to the temple, make the link a linked the portal, portal. Oh. and then come back and make another portal, and then teleport ah, it. Then okay, yes. Okay. Fine.
1: I thought the portal was already active, always at the temple. No. Oh. Okay.
2: Yeah, remember this conversation? Oh, no. Do we have yeah. link portals? Nope. nope, hasn't been invented yet. Congratulations, no, okay. Orim just right. invented link portals.
1: All right, wormholes. Quantum when we mechanics. do get to
2: the vineyard, we might vineyard. We might want to make one there. Okay.
6: Uh, I think maybe we should start walking.
2: Uh, you're not there yet. <laughs> I think
6: maybe I should say this in your head. Yep. <laughs> this is a <laughs> voice well, in, in your head. Have you? <laughs> Good
3: yeah. So I, my cat's been quiet.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I think we should just make uh, you know, uh, pre- preparations to transport our equipment and head on out uh, I mean, uh, some of us could probably take the less volatile ones, basically the uh, Cord's hair and you know, all the, the other status site, through the city itself, get there quicker and then bring these other ones, most likely the Triskelion and the chronometer
1: up and above Sounds like a plan
2: Yes. Alright, so... You guys, uh, figure that stuff out. (laughs) Um... So, meanwhile... Sorry about that. Uh, Meanwhile... uh, We will cut to the... (laughs) Sear's Warrior. As it begins its final approach into Shalai. Um... (laughs) As you, uh... Come in, um... Seven Owls and um, Albrecht have already basically been whisked away to their respective cities. All clerics of the Raven Queen are being called back to um, Endgate. Well, all priests of the Raven Queen, regardless of class. Um, and uh, basically, uh, Seven Owls was pretty much immediately given new marching orders... And because Shalay is so far away from everything else, somebody just uh, came and got them at a uh, when you you know when uh, at, at each stop that you guys made. So now the uh, the ship is just the crew and Ket and Torque. So you guys have been approaching Shalay for quite obviously you know you've been making your way there, and Shalay has taken up the entirety of the horizon for. A good long while, as it is a colossal, colossal city. Um, Eventually, you do start to be able to see buildings. Um, You are not arriving in a particularly glamorous part of town. This is pretty much the not-worst docks that there are. Um, It may well be because they're trying to not draw a lot of attention to you guys. Um, You do not expect any fanfare, but you do expect to be met by someone um, when you get there. So the ship finally makes its approach. um, Docks uh, and the uh, captain comes down to see Ket and Torque. And he uh, says, Well, gentlemen, it appears we are at the end of this journey. Uh it's been a pleasure traveling with you captain oh likewise i uh haven't been involved in anything this complicated in a long time it's actually why i left the navy but what are you gonna do
6: well sometimes uh whatever
2: you call it in in, in
6: anything will make uh drag you out and do entertaining things, and I, I recommend it once in a while. Mm-hmm. You got a, a lovely uh, boat here,
2: sir. Well, thank you. It uh, uh, it means a lot to me that you think so. And your ceilings aren't too low, which I appreciate a lot, too. <laughs> yes. It, uh, this ship was built with uh, people who carry weaponry in mind, so at least uh, somebody carrying a spear in a relaxed position should be able to walk around or somebody who's very tall I suppose in any case uh I believe there should be an envoy waiting for you uh at one of the office at the just the nearest office at the docks it's been a pleasure having you and uh please get off my ship
5: (laughs) yes sir
3: Salute.
2: Get I'll off. Leave. Okay. So you guys go down the uh, the plank, right? Something like that. Um. Okay. Sure. Gangway. Hemingway. Poe. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yes, you guys go down the Poe <laughs> to the dock, and
5: Boy?
2: Uh, there waiting for you is a young human priest of Arathis um, it's clear that he's there with other people who are kind of uh, doing other stuff in the office um, he's seen your, do- your uh, the boat dock and is now heading towards you guys um, as you guys actually uh, make it to the dock he walks up to you goes to basically bows goes to greet you at which point there is a uh, piercing scream from off over there um when you turn to look as to what's happening you see this enormous stone star for all intents and purposes just lots of spikes um floating through the air and this mass of uh probably monsters that uh, you'd you'd guess from this angle monsters just like pouring out of it onto the city
3: Uh well that's not good
2: No
6: I suppose we better go fix that.
3: Yeah. You. Done. Uh, yeah, priest. Yeah. Do you know if uh, Randis and orem are back
2: yet? Uh he starts looking through his notes. uh, uh, uh we uh, we have received a word that uh, yes, the uh, Hawksbill has arrived. And le- let me let me check the manifest. Um, flip, 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 flip. Nope. Flip, flip, flip. flip. Pull out the little talky thingy that I should still have. Sure. <laughs> I can't remember
3: what it's called anymore. Open it up and do I the still cube? have? Yeah, codes.
2: No, you've never had codes. I never <laughs> got the codes. <laughs> I hate this thing. <laughs> never mind. Then you just throw it.
3: <laughs> uh, you have one of these. Try. Do you know how to work this? Yeah. Try. Try. Ryker the, Omega one. Tell them to
2: meet us there. Okay. Uh, who's them again? Oram and Randis. All or right. Whoever's with those two. All right. He starts talking into it.
3: He get any response or anything?
2: Yeah, he has to wait though. Oh. I mean, it's, you know, channels are busy right now. Apparently, there's a giant <laughs> star pouring <laughs> monsters out. Oh, right, well, you look at that. that! And you'll tell me how to use it,
6: <laughs> and just
3: turn and follow Torque, who I imagine is probably
2: a good twenty to thirty yards away.
6: By oh, Torque's already at to a dead run.
2: Yep. All right. So, meanwhile, somewhere else in the city, um, <laughs> Azrandis is uh, rigging together something to try and keep bad vibes away from the Triskelion. <laughs> um, he hears a lot of screaming and commotion, looks up in that general direction and sees what I just described. <sighs> Big stone star thing just pouring monsters everywhere. Is everything set here where it's not going to explode anytime soon? Oh, yeah. You've, you you kind of haven't really gotten around <laughs> to getting everything out, so everything's still in like a fairly <laughs> stable thing in the Hawksbill, which is kind of away from the city itself.
1: Which direction is that thing moving?
2: Um, we'll say towards the center of the city. Okay, so not towards. uh, It's not aware of us or no, no, no. Okay, no. It just seems to be you know doing a straight standard monster rampage. Okay, monster strafing run. Yep. (laughs) Grab Ah, my. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, Randis, this looks like a good time to get into the ship and leave. <laughs> oh, a life in the sea for me.
4: <laughs> yeah, I grab my crossbow and head on up and out and
1: see what Ooh. I can do to prevent. Okay. Stop one of the priests, or the druids or whoever we're talking to. We're sure that this is going to be safe.
2: Uh, Well, we haven't touched
1: it yet. Okay. Let's just make sure that no one comes near this.
2: Okay. Literary. We can keep people away. Thank you. People. Tally-ho. Let's go. All right. So you guys tally-ho over there. <laughs> and so it's is uh, Orm's level 10 vocabulary word. Yes. <laughs> Great. Vocabulary word of the level. Yep.
3: That's precisely what we needed.
6: Torx is Albania. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's pretty hard to work it.
6: He'll figure it out.
3: <laughs> or or so he, he won't he, figure it so out and work it in anyways.
2: Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, this is going to be a skill, skill challenge. Skill challenge. Whee. The challenge oh. of the skills.
5: Uh-huh.
6: It is where our skills are challenged to talk like Marcel Marceau.
2: <laughs> to talk like Marcel. Yes. This is where <laughs> you <You're> failed, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where they're challenged to talk like Marcel Marceau. <laughs> what does it look like? I
4: roll a
6: fifty-three. <laughs>
2: Uh, let's see. And
6: I did it with a four sided die.
2: So, everybody, roll initiative. It's pretty
4: good to put some boots there. Wait, it helps if I roll a twenty, cider. Now that we're uh,
6: <laughs> level ten, our Initiatize goes up, right? Yep, it goes up by one. one, sir.
2: Awesome. So, Orum, twenty-two. Cat, seventeen. Ah. Randus, twenty-two. Nice jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm guessing Orum has a higher dex than Randus.
3: Yes.
4: Nineteen. Yes. Orum's raised
2: his dex.
6: Ten. <laughs>
4: wow. Wow. He, that heavy armor, you know, it slows down.
2: Yeah, he hasn't gotten used to it yet. Okay. So, top of the round. Okay. So, well, all right. First off, the objective... Oh, I haven't even gotten my markers out. <laughs> the objective of the skill challenge is to... Win! Is to win at it. <laughs> <Whee>. <laughs>
5: um.
2: The objective of the skill challenge is to get up to the uh, monster spewing rock thing. <laughs> Um, one, two, three, and destroy it and or deactivate it because it is becomes pretty clear to you guys, having already dealt two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, having dealt uh, plenty of times with void monstrosities that it's probably going to be a lot easier to try and get up there and deactivate it than to try and kill every critter that's jumping out of it. Uh, who wants to drive this? We'll put Randus up here and just doom you guys from <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> Get Yay! And for the opposition, we will use something else.
1: So, a uh, question. Mm-hmm. We have to capture a void being, right?
2: Uh, you have... To to... Yeah, we have yet to capture a Void Goblin. We have to get yep. a godling.
6: Okay. What?
3: That was one of the key ingredients to the, uh, to Our the
1: whole bomb. whole plan, the bomb. yeah,
2: so that we can penetrate the shield. Yeah, but it has to be a... something that's big enough. Hmm. And these things aren't going to be it. Not be it. big enough, okay. That was going to be my next question. Can we capture one of these? Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't, well...
1: Well, that yeah, is a complicated question. Up, yes. <laughs> Take us to your godling, taking... yes. little monster.
2: Alright, so top of the round, or um Uh how far away are we? Um two miles. <laughs> really? <laughs> a mile. Seriously. Yes. Okay. Uh Diagonally though. So even farther. Ooh.
6: Okay.
2: Maybe a little bit of a Diagonal challenge. miles are longer. How taller the street. buildings? Um, a mile? No. <laughs> Not quite. Clearly, somebody at least had enough forethought to place this uh, thing on a rampage where it wouldn't actually just run into buildings. Uh, However, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. You guys right now are at the docks. Right. Like, the way that the star is going is going progressively closer to taller and taller buildings. Okay. All, All right. <laughs> so by the time you guys catch up to it, you might be okay. you know, pretty
1: close. I'm going to use my acrobatics Kay. to uh, weave my way through the crowd, and as I see uh, obstacles or elements that I can bound off of to reach higher and higher up to higher stories of buildings to get closer to the, uh, mm. to the stone floaty star, I do that. Sounds good to me. And I do that for two miles. And okay. I roll a 28. Okay, that's a success. Those are going to be some sore bung legs. boom. Boom. or leaps and bounds and twists and turns. Yep. Is that Mario? Mario?
2: <laughs>
5: <Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>.
2: <laughs> Randus. Hmm. I feel he stuck in my head for a while.
1: <laughs> I could sing another round of <laughs> No. Negative. no. Let's, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> hmm.
3: Randus is thinking
4: Brandis is thinking. <laughs> yeah, we can all smell Running smoke. and thinking.
2: Running, thinking, running, thinking, running, endurance. thinking, running, thinking. <laughs>
4: well, that may be an option.
2: Left foot, right foot, think. Left foot, right foot, think. Left foot, right foot, think. Left foot, left foot. Ah. <laughs> you know what?
4: We're going to go with that. I'm just going to run yeah. for it while thinking and use endurance to you know, keep up the pace and try to get closer until I cope with a better plan. Cool baby or not one okay
2: awesome
4: playing with brian
1: uh, yep. brian and that you. and listeners just so you know <laughs> he is using a different set of die
2: this week oh sure uh, different dice it doesn't dice, matter and <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> it's is is all not, brian
1: luck it is not the dice it is the man yes
2: um ac- would you like to spend an action point of? uh yeah that's a good idea okay.
3: <laughs> forgot <about that. laughs> it has been a while <laughs> I should check my utility powers. Yeah.
4: Also a not one. No way. Yes way.
2: Hey. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's game. Yeah. Four different rolls, none above a four. Yep. He actually got 3 rerolls out of something and did manage to <laughs> out of fail all of them. epic destiny. Yes. Out of his epic destiny. I used every reroll. <laughs> all right. So, Randaz <laughs> is running, thinking, running, thinking, running, thinking, He's running, dripping. thinking. Yep. He... Uh, you Look. know, it's it just difficult. Looking up, looking he for- yes, he forgot the looking up part <laughs> and is actually not running in the straightest route toward it. He's kind of starting to veer off in the wrong direction. Cat. Uh. Do you, you want to mark the failure? Oh, yes. <laughs> failure time.
3: <laughs> awesome. You put Randus on the wrong track. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: No, I think I put him on the right track.
3: Well, I'm going to uh. use Arcana uh, using my newfound... Figuring out the teleporting thing, I'm going to mm-hmm. focus that to get myself caught up with Torque and hopefully get myself to grab Torque and get us even further. Okay. So we can get a little more uh, quicker pace going. Okay. <laughs>
2: Are you guys serious? <laughs> That's the
3: third net one in a roll. <laughs>
2: guys, come on. God. Uh, would you like to spend an action
4: point? <laughs> yes. Do it. Do it again.
3: Let's go for four rec- nat ones in a row.
6: <laughs> nah, twenty. Happy yeah, there we go.
3: Uh, that'll be a thirty-one.
2: Okay. So
6: technically, it's the it's already the fourth nat one in a row because you will recall that my initiative roll was a one. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: yeah. How did
2: uh, how else doom, does Tor get a ten I for
4: initiative?
1: <laughs> to running down <laughs> the street, he sees three weird sisters. Yeah, spelling a cauldron.
2: Yep. <laughs> that That's actually a pretty common sight in Shalai. <laughs> There's a lot more druids around here nowadays. Um, you don't talk about my sisters like that. So, mm, mm, mm. yes. Uh, Torque is running, 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 and all of a sudden, Ked is in front of him, and all of a sudden, you guys are both on top of a building. It's your go how that happen? Did we teleport? Yep. Oh, that was pretty cool. So I'm on top kind of a building. What am I seeing?
6: Each time that happens. Using Torque's lightning reflexes, I look around me, and I figure out I'm on top
2: of a building. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How far are we from the star of Framistat? Um, Less than a mile now.
6: <laughs> I hate you. All right. <laughs> less than a mile to go. I uh, think what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep running. <laughs> and I'm going to use my athletics... To leap from tree to tree, or building top to building top. Okay. And it's going to look remarkably like the tick. That makes sense. Kaboosh! <laughs> <laughs> Chunks of masonry everywhere, and it goes, son of a monkey. Um,
2: 17. Uh, that is a failure. Crap cage. Would you like to spend an action point on that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay.
6: And you, Brian. <laughs> Curse my dice. My dice! Ugh. Son of a! <laughs> it's a nat one. Oh my god! Son of
1: oh!
2: Uh. Wow. Bubble, wow. bubble,
1: toil, and trouble.
2: Welcome back, Torkletones.
1: us <laughs> <A cast laughs> <of laughs> and dwarves and This is what happens when boss. you
2: split the party. A plague upon both
6: your houses.
2: Well, the the good news is that you're tied with the failures. <laughs> the failures and
6: successes.
2: The bad news is you've almost lost. Or uh, you want to make this a quick one? <laughs> oh. Do a backflip. Uh, I've got to oh, be wait, super can't... close, right? I've
1: got to be super, super close by now,
2: right? Oh, yeah. In fact, here's what happens. You start to get super close. And as you jump over the next building, this just, like, wall of monsters just, like, <laughs> spills over. It's like a wave. Just monsters everywhere. I was, I was kind of expecting this wall of three-quarter arc yeah. to just run into him. <laughs> hey, there's one failure left.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to see... Hold on. I was trying to see how I could use history to... Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I've been in this city before.
1: <laughs> yes. So I could use nature, though, if there's this wall of uh, creatures in front of me. I could use nature to find a way
2: around no.
1: that, no? No.
2: Because A, these things aren't natural, and B, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fine. Then I shall just use my uh, dimension door, my arcana powers and my dimension door, to just zap right over to this, the big star thingy. Okay. I'm guessing it's within <laughs> 20 square range. Yes, it is. So, 24.
2: That'll do it. A oh success. boy! Oh. Yay! Oh boy! Brian, turn. <laughs> Brian. Why did I? Spend I'm my now on point? top of the star. Right. Oh
4: boy. Um. Sure. Because otherwise we'd
2: be lost by now. Orem is on top of the star. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yes. The <laughs> those of you that have not been hanging around with Orem recently suddenly see this a flash of purple wildiness up here on top of the star and then a little man on top of it. <laughs> purple. <laughs> well, this whole running to trying to get up to it isn't really
4: working out. I'm gonna go for some drastic measures and basically try to make a makeshift ro-
2: rocket to blast me up there. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Works for me. You can't use Arcana though, because that's what Cannot- you just Oh, used. crap. Alright then. Nah, that was
4: what I was going for. How about perception to determine trajectory? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Awesome. That's 24, 25. Uh, That's a success. Yay. (laughs) Here goes nothing.
2: (laughs) 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 So, yeah, basically. And then Boba Fett flies into the mouth of the. (laughs) uh, Kind of. As long
4: as there's no blind guys with sticks, I'm okay.
2: Basically, yes, Orem gets just to those uh what within 20 squares is that the, I don't the know. R- no oh, okay. it, it's
1: it's whatever okay <laughs> i appear somewhere else
2: so Orem gets just within the range of his dimension door calculates it properly and appears on top of the star at which point he hears Ahh! as as basically randus is holding on to uh, what appears to be a barrel with like several um Small, like a lot of, I'm, I'm gonna say, I was gonna say small containers anyway. of kerosene, or you know, <laughs> other combustibles. Um, you know, for added stability, there's a bunch of them. So he's basically just spinning out of control towards the star. But we'll eventually there land. I'm on going it.
4: to be sick.
2: Cat. I'm gonna try this
3: one. I'm <laughs> gonna try and tell Steven how to roll a history roll,
5: how to do a history skill. All right. So based on my knowledge of the city,
3: diplomacy. I know what sections of the city are older, what sections of the city are newer. I know we're going to need to avoid these buildings cuz they're starting to collapse with age. Uh, so we're going to need to run across these rooftops instead of these rooftops. I'm going
2: to allow this Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's stretching it, I think. <laughs> well, he did he did I basically say the magic
2: word for history, which is, you know, <laughs> not whatever Steven says. <laughs> <laughs> That should
3: get it. 27. That's a success.
2: So basically, at this point, um, Torque has uh, flipped or, or put um, Ket on his shoulder, and they're doing a lot of running and teleporting, and Ket just takes the uh, liberty of teleporting Torque onto the safer buildings. Pretty much. Torque. Yes. It's your go, friend my buildings are safe so how far are we now uh you are within a fa- you are a failure away
5: <laughs> mm, mm,
6: mm, 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 mm. so am i am i within an attack mode distance sure all right so, wait a minute i'm trying to remember how i do this how do i do this hang on hang on power gun. no that ain't it all right all right uh it's time no that's not it either <laughs> Alright, hang on. I gotta get gotta get back. Alright, funnel cakes, funnel cakes, funnel cakes. Uh remember the time that there was this one thing and it was another thing, and then there was a big kaboom and then this bald Chinese guy went whap 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 whap. And that was how I love Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Kablamakus. Okay. Now we're back in business. <laughs> All right. Torque is going to utilize his endurance. Torque is going to make three short hops, building, building, building into the air. And if there were an actual attack, it would look exactly like the comet fall charge into something. Okay. Okay. Roll it. 20. 20. With my attack bonus.
2: No, not attack bonus. Just your. uh, Oh, you (laughs) rolled. You rolled a twenty. Hang
6: on. My endurance is thirteen, so it's thirty-three.
4: Yes, the answer is yes. So yes, that's a success. (laughs) There's the torque.
2: I
6: I found it. It was under the couch.
2: (laughs) So here's Uh, here's here's how this looks so far. Um, Orem appears on top of there. At which point, Randus crashes into it, <laughs> fire flying everywhere as uh, Orem runs for cover, at which point you see a uh, when, when Orem has finally uh, cleared the, the flames, um, he sees a, a small shadow in front of him, which then increases in size uh, exponentially. And when it gets to about torque size, torque lands right in front of him with Cat basically ran, riding on one shoulder. You and guys are all now on top of the thing.
6: Don't forget the kaboom. There's yes. also
2: an earth-shattering kaboom. Yes. And what did you use, Matthew? Uh, endurance. endurance. Okay. So, top of the round. Now it is time to try and deactivate this thing. Right. Or destroy it or something. And I can
1: use my Arcana, <laughs> since it hasn't been used, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it hasn't been...
2: Oh, okay. I thought it was just
6: the last person who did it. And, and also not, you. No, no. Yeah. Okay. You can't use the same one twice in a row. Don't boom, steal my Arcana boom, boom, twice. Boom. <laughs> well, I've got a really good one, though. Um,
1: hmm, 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 hmm. I'm just going to This thing's moving at a pretty fast pace. Oh, yeah. All right. Then I'm going to use my acrobatics to balance and stay on top of the thing without getting blown off by the wind and the things and the it's what you it.
2: it. Sounds good. Hmm.
1: That Come would on. be a twenty-one. That's a
6: success. Oh my god! Oh, gosh! Did we do yeah. it again? Yeah. Have, have we once again put final control <laughs> of our fate oh. in the hands of Brian and his amazing craptacular dice? Hey, Not the
1: dice. It is the man.
6: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Brian had a one-sided die. And he still rolled poorly.
2: Yeah.
6: It fell wrong and he never saw it again. But, okay, Brian, we believe in you, man. We love you, man. We feel your pain. I want you to channel your inner torque, okay? Repeat after me. Go, funnel cakes, funnel cakes, days of our lives. Okay, how about Arcana to determine,
4: like, the uh, focal point of this evil thing's energy and try to steer my uh, (laughs) rocket right into it? Sounds good to me. Then hopefully not blow up with. The, oh my God!
1: That <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> one. Good Lord, a- how do you do it? <laughs> I just. As, as the wind is buffeting me, I accidentally bump into uh, Brandus and send him flying off the edge of the uh, to no. his doom.
2: No, I'm afraid it's I'm afraid it's worse than that. Oh, oh, oh,
5: oh why?
3: So
2: there, no, I love no you, way, Brian. no way to reroll at, the, at this do, point. Do you I'm have any no, utility but,
3: powers? Are no, no.
1: All right, pretty so, much
3: so, all man, my utility is not for healing left and diplomacy or
1: intimidate. No. <laughs> You don't have any magical reroll power somewhere? <laughs> I do for attacks.
2: Uh, uh, he was basically using his rocket as an attack.
5: <laughs> that
3: wouldn't be a melee no, attack.
2: I didn't, I didn't let Tork nope. use his attack bonus, so. <laughs> yeah. Steve, no. Can I give him my attack bonus? No. No, I'm not. Because
6: my attack bonus right now is 15. That'd guarantee a 16 on many of his rolls. <laughs> no. Nope.
2: We, we, nope. Nah. It's, a, it's a fail. Uh, oh, glorious. That's a giant rocket fail. Um, <laughs> all right. So here's what happens. You go
1: sit over there <laughs> and think about what you've
2: done. Isn't that 20? The. So, as the uh rocket comes in we'll will wind it back to the rocket, not actually having hit at any point um <laughs> basically um Ket and uh torque make their way onto the star, and um it starts it's just hauling so everybody kind of has to brace themselves and as orem is basically uh Fancy footworking his way around it uh, finds his way to the exact impact center that um, Randus is trying to hit. <laughs> at which point, Randus just uh, steers like crazy, which bucks him off the rocket as the rocket just impacts this thing not in its um, arcane center, but in its uh, flight center, if you will. At which oh point, boy. the thing begins to crumble and just. I mean, it it just stops flying immediately, at which point it just crashes right into the city, just plowing buildings apart, people screaming, you know, animals running away as everybody on it just holds on uh, for dear life. Um, Eventually, it does manage to sustain enough damage uh, on the way down that all of the monsters, uh, like it severs the ties to the monsters and they all fly off back to the cyst. Um, but of course, not before millions and millions and millions of astral diamonds worth of uh, property damage. It's now, this is the kind of entrance we're horrendous. supposed to make. <laughs> so there you guys are, um, holding on to what is now a stopped giant void uh, anchor star. Um, hey, Torque.
6: Uh, what? We have catchphrase! Ah. <laughs> Alright.
3: Torque, that, that's, that's Orm and Randis.
6: I know. You just I'm said trying, what? I'm trying not to die. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the
3: uh, near death experiences is... sidestep the falling stuff, rubble. Whatever. Oh. <laughs>
6: okay.
1: Well, any giant flaming wreckage that you can walk away from, I always say, <sighs> must be
2: Randus's doing. <laughs> I stopped it, didn't I? (laughs) 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 All right, so while we're here, let's go ahead and run through the descriptions real quick. Let's start over here with Steven. Hello, I am Warren Rivendorn, an Eldrin from
1: the Feywild. My once beautiful clothing is now (laughs) soiled and dirtied because of this crash landing and all the wreckage and asbestos covering me from head to toe. <laughs> I have cuts upon my face now, my beautiful, beautiful, eladrin face. Mm-hmm. My green eyes are just not as sparkling as they once.
6: You know, couching the exposition as part of the explanation doesn't make it any more
2: palatable. Oh uh, no, I, I like it. I, I think it works. Uh, would you like to adjust your magic helmet uh, while you're at yes, it?
1: Yes, I would. It's actually, it's more like a ringlet that mm-hmm. I adjust onto my long blonde flowing locks. I notice <laughs> that, that a little nick has been taken mad. out of my ear hmm. and I mutter under my breath Verandus. Dufrain. Duthane. Duthane
2: His name's Duthane. I've been calling him Dufrain all these years. <laughs> no, no,
4: no. <laughs> oh. oh great. <laughs> <laughs> so have I mentioned recently the universe is doomed? <sighs> Yo.
5: Mhm.
3: Yo. <laughs> ah. Cat hazard. Half elf, handsome. Leather coat, long leather coat. Opens it up, checks to make sure the uh, couple wands, couple of whips are all intact still.
5: All right.
3: Yeah, pulls up the uh, the normal straight edge and then the uh, the, the fiery a uh, hellish thing. Pokes in the backpack. Imp halls out. You doing good? Meh. Nah. Good. Pat him on the head. Well. We do like to make an entrance, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Alright. Randus Duthane. Human. Hair. Much more mess than usual, but. <laughs> Probably actually yes. wearing his uh, goggles yes. on his yes. eyes yes. right yes. now. Is <laughs> <laughs> currently basically shaking his uh, long leather coat loose and checking all the components and whatnot, and see what has all been destroyed and <laughs> getting all of his various mechanical widgets and gadgets all straightened
2: out and repaired and just recollecting himself readjusting his uh, giant arm yes. or his big mechanical arm <laughs> replacing the pieces what were dented out of shape and
6: getting that nice
4: and fixed Torque. up
6: uh, hi my name is Halston and Parkinson but my friends call me Torque and don't try and get me killed by blowing me up over the city <laughs> uh torque is relatively tall we always have this discussion, and I always forget, because every number I give, you say it's too high, and you downgrade it, and then I never remember what you tell me. So, Tork is large and broad of limb, carrying an enormous axe that has some widgets and squiggly things and bits around it. Uh, fully armored. Uh, Tork is kind of gray-skinned. Vaguely uh, simian orkish face. Uh, has uh, horns like a ram that curl back around down by his face. He's currently shaking dust and debris from his hair, so he kind of actually looks like a ram. <laughs> uh, and generally speaking, if you see Torque, one of two things is happening either he's about to hit somebody, or somebody's about to tell him to hit somebody. Or he's eating. You don't mock the funnel cakes, sir.
2: <laughs> Not All right. The funnel cakes. So the dust begins to settle. Um, as you guys can just clearly see behind you this just streak of destruction. Um,
4: On the bright side, we may have a path to bring in the Triskelion.
6: Tork reaches over and slaps Randus on the back of the head. Good to see you again. To
1: bring in the Triskelion? Yeah, it's not quite what you think it is. Or maybe it actually is. Be careful what you're thinking.
2: What? <laughs> what? What? You guys hear <laughs> a loud um, flapping of wings like a an enormous <laughs> flying beast approaches you. Flap. Coming sword out. Just in case.
1: Yes,
4: what manner of beastie.
2: And as you look, um, you realize that it is a... Uh, Big lizard-like monster. Um, it is important to note that rather than having four legs and wings... It only has two legs and wings. Um, has a big uh, scorpion-like stinger. Or a long tail with a scorpion-like stinger at the end. But is otherwise very dragon-like. Um, it is wearing a some very nice silvery armor... Like, barding for a mount. Um, and as it gets closer, you see that it is being uh, ridden by a fairly large and heavily armored dragonborn. Um, who you recognize as Zol Fingfeng, who you met way earlier on in the campaign. Well, I guess it's time to do some explaining. Um, along with him, and uh, on a cloud being patrolled by a very astonished cleric is a uh, young tiefling um, female thin um, leggy, carries a uh, very large broadsword on her back and wears a symbol of um, of Arathis uh, in the clasp of her cloak you recognize her as you know, long tail you recognize her as Bao Belbina. Oh, crap. <laughs> yep. They, uh, the. Uh, flying beastie takes some room to land, but Belbina. The cloud that Belbina's on pretty much just, uh, not quite lands, but just floats down to a stop pretty close to where you guys are. Oh, crap. Hey, Bao. <laughs> uh,. And just looking downcast <laughs> hello I see you all are back so we are we, yes. we like we
6: like to make an entrance
2: i I have gotten to the point <laughs> where I am just just looking at the positives and you did you did deactivate this. Uh what we've come to call anchor anchor stars.
6: Uh, well some 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 people use uh, a needle no, and some people use an axe.
2: We've seen these before. Unfortunately this is the first one we've actually been able to stop. Usually they just make their way through the city dropping monsters and eventually once enough mayhem is caused they leave. Hmm. So congratulations on taking down the first one. Hopefully, from here, we can figure out a way to do this with fewer uh, buildings uh, being destroyed. But, again, looking at the positives, uh, I believe you've met uh, Zolfing Feng. Yes, we Mm -hmm. have. He uh, gives you a uh, quick and um, energetic kind of wave forward. Greetings, all hello again good to see you wave back bow back uh zol has been stationed here uh most of the time you've been gone he's been uh, helping with the uh to combat the uh the void monsters that have become so numerous lately uh of course the um, the techniques that you guys left. With us have really helped, but uh, the void itself has redoubled its efforts uh, to uh, basically to attack the city. Um, I've I've received some information about the mm. items that you got. You require special transportation for them.
4: That'd be correct. Uh, basically, the most important one—the wing of Triskelian—it Seems to have an effect of bringing manifest people's thoughts. So we need to keep it pretty clear. Ooh,
6: I, I won't carry it.
4: Not a good idea.
3: It's been fairly potent, <laughs> right? But it would just be raining funnel
1: cakes. Maybe. Yeah. Have you ever drowned in a funnel cake? I see a sea of funnel cakes. Funnel cake batter. It, it doesn't what? quite work that
6: way. I promise that, that I won't think about control, the, but
1: it will twist it and warp it
6: beyond no, your control. It'll be okay. I promise I won't think about the giant Albanian cow eating butterflies, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, all of them things that tried to eat us, or uh, all of the giant monsters on the moon, or like the thing that scattered the shy
2: and. You know, anyway, we do need to have that uh, taken. I'll I'll try to expedite the uh the transportation uh in the meantime unless you feel that all of you should be involved with this I recommend that you make your way back to the vineyard we have compiled a lot of information that you might want to uh start reviewing um, and of course you all need to be debriefed okay <coughs> sounds good sure I'm a
4: boxers, man.
2: Uh, Alright, so whoever needs to stay close to the artifacts you can come with me. Uh, everybody else uh, will get we already have transport coming. Mostly ambulances but we also have other... Well, Randus is probably going to go with you. Just be careful that your cloud doesn't
1: crash into a bunch of buildings. <sighs> He's not going to be driving. It's
4: the first time I've ridden a rocket. Get me some slack. He did invent
3: the rocket in the street down there. Which street? The one that's covered in rubble? One of those? No, I think it was a little further away.
2: On. Thanks. They fly off. (laughs) How were... How was your
6: success? Interesting? We, uh... we, We fought some people.
5: Hmm.
6: And then, when we were done with that, we fought some other people. And
3: uh, Did we mention the fighting of people?
1: Did you uh, secure the necessary
6: forces? Mostly. Hopefully. We did have some... uh, What do you call that? Setbacks? That's a good word for it. I was going to say (laughs) screw-ups. I was actually going to say cat screw-ups, but... I decided it'd be not mean, and you know, because we had some issues with uh, but... our transportation. Yeah, in the,
2: in the process, you guys do get uh, a, uh, Why don't, don't actually, we step in here? Your... You guys actually get put on a gondola, which is going to be okay. the fastest right. way for you guys uh, to get
1: there. Torque, I've missed you too. Why don't we step in here and mm-hmm. I'll tell you mm-hmm. of our adventures of fighting the mighty pirates? <laughs> that sounds like a good place <laughs> to Did end. You this Longbeard episode. Jackson? Yes. <laughs> oh, you've heard you heard know of it. him. <laughs> Who doesn't? And that sounds like a good place to end this week as mm-hmm. everybody is in transit to their various locations. <laughs> uh, let's get into some emails because I know everybody likes emails. Ryan here, big fan of the show, new DM and recent convert to comic book reading. First I want to say I love your show. Started listening at the beginning of the summer and I'm up to 78, I'm bet he's done by now. <laughs> I got a question for you. I have a friend who is a woman and played in a campaign this summer. She confided in me that her and the other woman in the group felt like they did not have a voice in the game because of the man's, the men's unintentional habit of dominating the conversation. She wants mm-hmm. to start an all-woman game, and I remember one episode where uh, you read a letter from a listener that did just that. I actually wanted, warmed my heart to hear the letter. I want to share that episode with my friend, but I can't seem to find it. Oh, I don't know what it is either.
2: <laughs> yeah, if, if your final question is, what was the episode, yeah. we certainly do not remember. It's one of the ones before this. Uh, but yeah.
1: is there anything? I mean, we're all guys playing. and um,
2: Here's the all thing. Group, it, all group, all-male well, group. You don't need to be a woman to be in, intimidated by somebody who talks a lot. Mm. Like that, or, and you don't need to be a man to be that person that talks a lot and dominates the game. That is the game master's responsibility to say, That's a good idea, hang on. Swing around the spotlight. What do you think? You know, as a game master, you need to create situations where either that character is alone with an NPC, or that character is alone with another player, but not the big loud person. Or alone with the big loud person, and the big loud person can interact with her and they can, you know, come to some sort of understanding in character especially. That that's something that you as a game master have to handle and and kind of uh, work work the 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 audio levels there.
1: <laughs> Anything else everybody? Um What's a girl? <laughs> <laughs> funny.
3: Now, I uh Yeah, it's it's a GM's responsibility there. I sometimes I know a couple of campaigns I've sat back and let some of the people who were just being Rhett Walter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. Actually the one that I'm thinking of uh, was basically I sat back and laughed as Rodrigo and Grizzle played a couple of uh, (laughs) Southern Hicks and
2: was just rolling. I was a southern gentleman. Okay,
3: southern gentleman, and he was a, he was a hick. father.
2: Yeah, that's true. He, he, he was, was a, a preacher. He was a preacher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, not to not to not to bore you with anecdotes of our uh, amazing exploits. Too late. Yep. <laughs> the other thing that I would say is, you know, starting an all-female campaign again—you're not going to get away from this poten- potentially this problem. It's it's not a boy-girl thing. It's a Loud, not loud thing. Charisma, uh, uh,
1: interpersonal communication skills. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Shy, not shy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's because what it falls into. If you're a shy person, just because you're an old girl right. group doesn't mean you're suddenly right. going to have a bigger voice.
2: I've I've met plenty of women who will interrupt the crap out of everybody to yeah. to get their mm-hmm. say. It's it's really not a, a gender thing. Mm-hmm. Now, there might be a, a composite, like, extra gender thing for the individual people involved, But you as a game master probably don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole unless you are very good friends with them and and, and want to talk to them specifically about that.
6: Now, if it comes up that your players are saying that they want to try this for that reason, I would say absolutely give it a shot. But I think what you're really going to come down to, and I've played in a lot of games with a lot of females, which uh, the way I understand it may be unusual, but I find that it's more about well, two things, about the character and about what the person's conception of the role-playing game is. If somebody doesn't want to, you know, if somebody just wants to know my character can roll two things and do X five things, they're not necessarily going to bring a lot of, you know, that personality with them. But if that's what they want to do, you know, as opposed to what you want them to do, then I would say it's definitely something that yeah, you can you can give it a try, but I would also make sure that, that that you're interfacing with the players directly and saying this is you know, this is maybe why we're trying this.
1: Joey says I'm an avid listener. On episode seventy one I heard Matthew say, How about them Huskers? Mm-hmm. I know you recorded that episode a long time ago, but my question is quite simple to answer. Is Matthew a Nebraska Corn Huskers fan? <laughs> I live and bleed, Husker Red, go big red. Woo.
6: Matthew grew up in north central Kansas where you had a couple of options. And how about them huskers is actually the punchline to a mean joke about Nebraska fans. <laughs> um so I am I'm not actually a, particularly a sports fan, although I really enjoy the work of CM Punk and Seamus O'Shaughnessy. In the WWE. Um, if I had to say, am I a bigger fan of Nebraska than other uh, Midwestern college teams or teams, I would say yeah. Simply because I dig red a lot more than the other colors. And, you know, they have that big N on their helmet for knowledge. So, <laughs> you got to get behind that kind of sentiment. So, that yes, Matthew
2: Matthew is not a big Husker fan, but, <laughs> Woo! yeah, Rob actually is. <laughs> Rob is actually from Nebraska.
6: That explains it. (laughs) (laughs) He has that Nebraska accent.
2: It's it's funny because I moved to Kansas, and basically, my I was like, "All right, well, now I'm playing with people from Kansas." And I came to find out that my gaming group was me. I'm not. It's not even from the U.S. A guy from from Nebraska. A guy, yeah, a guy from Oklahoma, and a guy from Arizona. That was our gaming group.
6: (laughs) Yeah, all of the square states. We we just migrate between them individually. It happens. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you just wake up in a different state.
1: Tony says, hey, guys, uh, I'm the guy that's not a r- robot in the auto plant in Kansas City. Because of you guys, I've been playing my first 3.5 game for a few months now. Uh, my dog-riding barbarian gnome, Horatio Payne is his name, has been kicking <laughs> shins and taking
6: names. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, sweet ad- shin sweet. music.
1: <laughs> now I have a question for you. A fellow player in our group who's a nice guy and an ethical player for the most part. Well, ethical until last <laughs> night. I noticed his dice numbers changing. He was nudging the dice when he moved them. At first, I thought I misread them, but when I saw a one and he said 19, I started to pay more attention. How should I handle this? Honestly, I'm all for saying nothing because he took out a succubus before I kissed it. Plus, he's been more or less the comedy relief of the group, got trapped into a mirror, attempted to ride a cursed broom, etc. Any opinion?
2: Yes. Um, Again, these are two players, not a DM. Right, right. Seeing what a player is doing. There's no point in cheating. if If you cheat the dice then you're not actually playing D&D. You're just kind of making it up as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell your game master, and don't run over and say, oh, such and such teacher, is teacher, cheating. Te- yeah, teaching. and, and cheating. you know you need to eject them from the game. Tell Tell him that you think that this person has been fudging their numbers, and then just leave it up to your game master. If your dungeon master doesn't do anything, then there's nothing you can do. I mean... the the dungeon master is the the ultimate authority there Um, I've had that happen before I've had Mm -hmm. people who cheat on their dice and what ends up happening is those people stop being invited to games Mm -hmm. because there's no point in it Um, so if you're very close to this person and you saw them do it you might want to talk to them about it but not before you approach your game master and decide what to do together
6: see i i would actually give the opposite advice in that i would rather that you say to the player hey man did you did you fudge the role and deal with it you know at that that player to player interpersonal level and have him go yeah or whatever or have him deny it and at that point you've you know you've addressed the issue directly you've done whatever you need to do you've said hey you know we noticed and then at that point i think it may be something that can certainly be brought to. And honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, if you saw it, there's very little chance that the dungeon master didn't or hasn't, if it's something that's ongoing. And I can tell you right now that, you know, the implication that you're fudging your dice rolls, and I speak from personal experience, can be very insulting. It can be very hurtful and it can upset people mm-hmm. which is why i would say you know ad- address it yourself and address it pleasantly and address it directly and say you know here's here's the thing play it off and just say this is this is what i saw call a thing a thing this is what i thought i saw let him deal with it and if it keeps occurring at that point i would definitely make sure you know bring the bring the dm and, and let him you know tell you that he's already seen it cuz he almost certainly has <laughs>
2: right so there you go two conflicting pieces of advice we do uh Generally, encourage our listeners to put on their big boy pants. So you are going to have to figure <laughs> out what to do from here. Now that you've yeah. heard
6: both sides, Pro- you're probably going to
4: talk to somebody. Yeah, guys, I've been fudging my dice. I don't uh. think I've been doing it right.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think the advice we would give to you is please start fudging yeah. your dice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Please, you know, if you're going to lie, at least lie big. <laughs> Oh, wow, this one's a five. (laughs) That's like twice my last roll.
1: David says our last question this week. I want to thank you all for getting me back into D&D after 15 years. In episode 115, you answered a question regarding a blinding egg as uh, uh, an artificer with brew potion and several alchemy recipes to create these effects. Of course, our DMs make them cost uh, wallet in the game. Uh, I love Rodrigo's rules for skills challenges, and I've had a chance to use them myself. Now for a question. The recent group I play with has had a hard time keeping more than three solid members and constantly replacing the fourth and fifth player. Uh, Any suggestions on finding two more solid players? Should we ask for a commitment up front? We've been together for nine months now.
2: Um. If three of them can, if three people can make it fairly regularly, you can. You can ask for a commitment up front. You can tell them. Yeah. We meet every other Wednesday, and if you can't make it, then don't play. I mean, yeah. you know. I mean, you can. You can do that. Yeah.
3: Uh, in fact, i actually had to. Uh, I had to kick someone out of a game once because he just he he would consistently make it, but he would consistently make it for about the last. Hour to hour and a half of the session because he mm-hmm. just couldn't, couldn't get, off, get of work. off work or yeah yeah you know, he couldn't get his schedule to line up correctly. I I I, I felt bad about it because you know I really like playing with him. He's one of the more still fun and creative yeah. player, mm-hmm. players to play with. But it was I had to tell him to uh you know if you can't make it we're gonna have to have someone else in here mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fortunately,
1: I've been able to add him back into a campaign on a uh, more convenient night recently. Matthew, how did you deal with people that constantly dropped out? Didn't you just have characters disappear for a while or yeah, go we had characters or disappear, jump I, into a handy haversack for a couple of weeks?
6: <laughs> oh, not even so much that. I was not at all afraid to NPC somebody's character if they disrespected me enough to not show up. Your character is now officially in my hands. And some people would say that's a dick move, and I would agree. But, you know, I didn't necessarily play a narrative game where... Four characters were necessary to a given plot. So, you know, uh, Bucky the Wonder Lizard may have passed out, or uh, Bucky the Wonder Lizard may have, you know, staked himself in a room with a dragon given everybody his money and said, I- I'm going to a better place. I mean, there are certainly a lot of different ways to deal with it. A missing character, a missing player, doesn't necessarily mean a missing character, and a missing character doesn't necessarily mean a missing game. So... Uh, it's been a long time since I've had to deal with that, though. That's probably been since college. Okay. All the gaming rounds that I've been in, you know, the last few years are grown-up people who are intentionally making the time, right, right? You know.
1: All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for those questions. Uh, just remember, if you have a question, send them to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. dot com. Certainly, want to thank everybody who's been giving us those fabulous five star reviews over at iTunes. Certainly helps all across the world. I've been jumping into some of the uh, other countries and seeing what uh, what people have been saying. I don't understand what they're saying, <laughs> but
6: uh, just to see if hip there's a anybody...
1: jolly good <laughs> show. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Somebody said fanny pack and I didn't understand, but nice. anyway.
6: Yeah, in um, England, that means something entirely different.
1: Also, if you have not, head over to Majorspoilers.com/slash store and buy one of those Critical Hit t-shirts. We've got a whole bunch of them. They're ready to ship now. Shipping, I just shipped out a whole bunch around the world today.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful. Love shipping them out all across the world. So uh, be sure. <laughs> That yeah. you buy a shirt in time for the look, holidays, or i glad I'm not the later. only one that,
2: <laughs> They look the wonderful. already happened.
1: Well, well by the time of this recording, probably not. you got a couple more weeks, all but right. I don't know about shipping to overseas in the next couple of weeks. But, hey, if you want a shirt, get one. All sizes, one before. price. And I think that wraps it up for this week. Thank we- you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. Until <laughs> the next time, unless you're Randis or <laughs> Brian. <laughs> They're yeah, not, all your dice yeah. rolls are—they're yeah. <laughs> critical. <laughs> <better> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. All right, everybody. See you later.